What's up, everybody? This is Jetpack Nick, and you're about to tune into the Hollow Talk podcast. I wanted to take a moment to thank you all for tuning in and showing your support. I hope you enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Be sure to subscribe to the Hollow Talk podcast to stay updated with new episodes. Thank you, and we love you all. Welcome, everybody, to the Hollow Talk Podcast. This is Jetpack Nick, and I'm here with a very, very, very special guest, my guy, Naeem. Y'all may know him as Wolf, but I know him as Naeem. We go way back, like Cadillac on four flats. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hey, man? Oh, man, Nick done grown up, man. What's up with you, man? How you feeling? No, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm glad to have you on the podcast, man. I, I've been I, I've been following, like, what you've been doing for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Like, just... You know, seeing you grow into your own, like it's, it's exciting yeah. to have somebody else who, who who's also in the media field. You know, we we talking shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Well, yeah, and it's, it's good to see you again, man. I need absolutely you in first grade. Yeah, you know, your brother was one of my closest friends in middle mm-hmm. school. You know what I mean? I know your whole family. You know what I mean? So it's definitely good to see you getting older, doing your thing, man. I'm proud of you, just to say the least. Thanks, bro. And same to you, man. Like I'm I'm really really proud of what you got going on. And I'm happy to see you flourishing, man. Trying to, trying to. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it, man. So for the people who don't know who you are, can you let them know who you are, what you're about and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, name Naeem, I go by the wolf. I'm an author, entrepreneur from Philly. Got a lot of background in entertainment from doing rap to doing management, starting my own record label. But now, you know, I'm just building myself in this, this media space. I got my own digital network called the Wolf Network. And I like to consider myself a, a communication specialist. So that's something that I kind of, everything that I do is centered around improving and enhancing communication, whether it's within myself and others to create a better understanding. You know what I mean? So that's really been the mission. That's really been a goal and everything just coming full circle. Okay. All right. So let, let's get into that actually. So for you, why is communication such an important thing for you to talk about and touch on? I feel like because everything stemmed from, I'm not gonna, so I feel like everything stems from ignorance, right? But I feel like communication is such a large part in so many of the conflicts that we see, the the and even the success, right? Because like I do marketing, marketing is communication, right? So communication is about getting the message out there. And for me, I feel like I'm a messenger. And in order for me to be able to get the message out there through communication, in order for people to be able to understand it, it's through interpretation of communication. So, you know, I just try to put a lot of attention on that so, you know, people can create that understanding for what it is that they receive it and encourage people to to communicate. Because, like I said, it's such a, a huge hole in that dynamic of life. And I just feel like lack of and miscommunication just creates a lot of unnecessary problems. So, so do, like, so to kind of like go further into that, do you feel like, you've seen like a, a shift of being able to communicate with different people as you went into different situations oh, yeah. as far as like, you know, getting into the media space versus people that you talk to on regular everyday life. I feel like, I feel like communication is communication. It's transparent across gotcha. the board. Gotcha. But how it looks like, like how I communicate to my daughters is different to how I communicate to my homies or mm-hmm. you know, my mom or fan, you know what I mean? Or even if I'm communicating to another person in the media space, it just is all communication. But which makes it transparent, but how how it goes is a little bit different. But as far as in me and the development of my communication, I feel like I just challenge myself every single day to get better with it, to be forward with it, to be upfront with everything. You know what I mean? And I feel like 
even communicating with yourself, you know, like what you like, what you don't mm -hmm. like. You know what I mean, what can make you better? What areas are you struggling in? Different things like that. So I just feel like it all kind of just, you know, come full circle when it when it's all said and done. And I just challenge myself to get better. I'm can't say I'm a master at it because that's not realistic, but that's why I say a specialist just because that's the areas in which I'd like to focus on. I've always been articulate, but it's like, what, is, what am I saying? What is the message I'm putting out there? So when I was younger, I always knew how to talk, but at the same time, it's like, what is we talking about? Right. Like, I kind of get closer and closer to the things that I actually felt like will push the people forward. You know, and, and you know, to, to kind of touch on that too, it was it's dope because like you said, you got started off in music, you know, being yeah. a rapper and everything. And, you know, obviously that communication and yeah. its form, and then you transition into the, the, the whole media situation. Right. So let me ask you this, cause I'm not sure if you ever explained it, but what was the transition from being a rapper, being in music to now being a media mogul? Like what, what prompted you to make that transition? I mean, I feel like I'm still discovering what that transition was about. I look at it like a pivot. Cause like, if I look back on it, I'd be 30 this year. I wouldn't want to, I don't want to do music. Yeah, oh, hey, man. <laughs> Again, I'm going into my golden year. <laughs> I feel like I'd be personally like, like I said, like I, I wouldn't want to, um, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't have wanted to be in a rapper at this, at this age with living that rap lifestyle. You're going to say I'm kind of more moving into a more calm, calm stage in my life. Right. Kind of wanting to, to build something different as far as in, I I always been a writer since I was a kid. I always was a writer, so I think writing has always been my passion. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean? uh, so whether that was writing music, whether that was writing short web series, or you know, jokes for comedians, or whether that was writing film, whatever the case may be, I always loved writing. So then I wrote a book. You know what I mean? Which is also a form of communication. We go, right? we gonna get into that <laughs> before even getting into this media space. I wrote my book. So for real, for real, getting into the media space was just like, all right, the, I could write a book, but that's like not something I'm going to do. I'm going to write every day, but it ain't something that's going to go out every day. You can't, I'm not right. going to publish a book every day. You know what I mean? I, I just don't write at that pace. But I said, what is a way to further the message? So I always get interviewed. I always find myself getting interviewed and I'm on other people's platforms, but I got to wait for them to hit me up or I got to reach mm -hmm. out. So I'm tip, like, how can I create a way for me to be able to spread my message on my time? You know what I mean? Right. I mean don't worry about nobody else giving me the platform. Rap gave me the platform to speak when I wanted. So me getting into this space, I wanted to be able to take that from rap. Like, all right, I could put out a song whenever I feel like it and get my point across. So me creating this platform was giving me the opportunity when I want and when I please to get my point across and be able to put out what I wanted to put out. I always look, look, listen to the things that go out and I'd be like, I don't be fucking with the narratives of a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. like, I'd be feeling like it'd just be propaganda or it'd just be ways to, you know, divide and conquer, you know, who we are as people, put us up against each other. And I don't really be fucking with it. So instead right. of for somebody else to create a platform to kind of combat the bullshit that I feel like is taking us farther away from the overall goal, which is building ourselves up, building up the black household, building up the black community and just building up people in general. Cause I'm not going to limit it to a race thing. Right. We are the ones that I feel like is under attack. You know what I mean? Me creating my own platform. Me, no, I don't have to worry about nobody denying me access to be able to put my message out there. So mm -hmm. I was just able to pivot from rap because like I said, rap gave me the freedom of speech and I'm still learning how to use my voice outside of rap. Like as a rapper, I could get on there, excuse my language. I could be like, bitch, suck my dick. <laughs> I get freedom to say that. I got to find a better way to, I'm not even trying to, I'm not even going to say I'm trying to say that now. But even if I wanted to, it's like me trying to figure out a way to utilize my voice and still have my freedom of speech, but not in a way that's so degrading that mm -hmm. gave me the, the, the ability to be able to do. So I'm still learning within this transition, but it was one that had to be made if I'm going to progress because you can't just do one thing for your entire life. Like the one point you wanted that's to play sport. 
once you retire, you got to figure out what's your pivot. Do you mm-hmm. want to go anchoring? Do you go become a coach? Do you become a trainer? You got to figure out what it is that you could do that's still attached to what you love. And because I love writing and I love being able to do anything in a public space, whether it's speaking or performing or creating performances for other people, I'm like, all right, how can I attach myself to the culture? But I don't want to play this position no more. I don't want right. to be a so, you know, that pretty much how it's been. But, you know, I'm still, like I said, I'm still learning how to pivot. I've been, these last five years have been a journey. Okay. Okay. So I, I want to touch on a point that you just made, because this is something that I definitely tell, like, all my guests when they come on the Hollow Talk podcast. Like, I definitely yeah. let them know that, like, the Hollow Talk podcast itself is a forum for you all to really be on here to talk about the things that you do, who you are yeah. as people. Because, I mean, I don't even got to tell you, but I'll say it for the people, like, it's not too many places where you could, you know, be you or, you know, speak on the things that you want to speak about in a free way, you know, so yeah. being able to create your own platform like you just alluded to and me alluding to it now is like, you can't really put a price tag on that, like oh, being no able matter. to just have a space where you can just be unapologetically yourself, speak on the things that you think, speak on the things that you feel with the people who you feel comfortable talking to. Now, lucky for me, I was able to, you know, be in a position where people feel comfortable talking to me, whether it's their first time talking to me or like somebody like you. I've known you for 20 yeah. fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So being able to have this dialogue and, you know, be comfortable having that dialogue is something that many people don't have an opportunity to do and being a creative such as myself and you too being able to provide that platform it creates endless opportunities for people and puts people in a better mental space which we're going we're going to touch on that too for sure yeah for sure no that's a fact i agree and i feel like that's the that's the goal to empower more platforms like mm-hmm. the one the one i got where it allows people the freedom of speech to be able to you know walk in whatever it is that their perspective is or whatever it is that they see the world to be and put that message out there. So to for somebody else to be able to receive it, right? I feel like right. us having these platforms give us the opportunity to be able to reach multiple people at once. Many people wouldn't get to sit in on this conversation if it wasn't recorded. Right. Like these platforms give us the opportunity to where I had this conversation with you, but I'm really addressing whoever get this link, whoever watch this mm-hmm. on YouTube, whoever it reach, and I ain't got to say it twice. So right. <laughs> I think it's dope what you're doing. And, you know, it, 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 it coincides with what I got going on. Absolutely. In media space that's just trying to, because like I said, man, it's like, it's so much, It's I've realized like you would think that people should know certain things, but mm-hmm. they don't know if you don't teach them. Right. So it's like, okay, we can't just expect people to uh, um have a certain mindset or a certain level of values, principles, or morals without telling them what a good value system is. Right. That's, they're not seeing that on social media. Mm-hmm. You, know, you 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 could go find a course about <laughs> starting a trucking business, a fucking uh, uh, credit business, <laughs> uh, um, any type of company, but you don't see nobody with a course on good character. Right. They nobody's learning that. You don't see. They're not teaching the men how to be better men. They're not teaching the women how to be better women. They're teaching them how to go at each other, how to degrade each other, mm-hmm. how to be in competition. This is shit that's just stupid. But you know, having these platforms give me the opportunity to be able to be like, nah, like this is this is what a good character looks like. This mm-hmm. is what you need to, you know, to have good values, morals, and principles. It's about doing the right thing even when nobody is looking. It's not about who you are in front of the people. It's about who you are when when you can get away with it. That's, that's going to show what your character is. You follow what I'm saying? And I always tell people, God is my accountability partner. So that's the reason why I got good character because even if I could get away with it, I know I can't get away with it because <laughs> God is the one that sees all. So a lot of people, they're not attached to that. They feel like if they could fool the people, then they could they could win. But in reality, y'all living in sin and y'all detached from y'all truest self. So 
You know, I just want to encourage people to figure out what that look like and, and don't allow what you see on this fucking internet to control you or to, to penetrate your mind in a way that had you living that's not in accordance to, to, to what you truly believe and you know how you truly feel. And I feel like so many people just don't even know what that look like. They just out here lost and they chase some material possessions and you know what I mean? They trying to find ways to validate themselves through social media. And I read something. No, I didn't read it. I watched a video and it said, you know, the worst or best thing that somebody could have about you is a thought. Mm. And that shit crazy because that's just what it is. A lot of people do or don't do shit based on what other people going to think. It's just a, a thought. Fact. Like this literally, like you can you can have a thought on what I'm saying, but first of all, I can't even hear your thoughts. <laughs> How do they even matter? It's not like your thoughts is written on your mind. You can right. like say some real shit or he's saying some bullshit. I would never know. All mm -hmm. I'm gonna do is just say out your mouth. And most people don't say the negative shit they feel about you. They might go in your comments, but this is a digital cyber. They're not they're not walking up to you and saying, Jetpack Nick, fuck you. <laughs> this, this is a thought. So it's like you stand here holding your whole life and your career back and the things you want based on what people might think about you, and you might not have never hear that shit. So you know, that was just something that 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 intrigued me when I seen it. I'm like, damn, that was that was real shit. Motherfuckers really is out here, you know, basing, you know, off a thought that they may or may not hear. And, and and to to address that point, right? So like for me, I always lead with somebody else's thinking what I'm thinking to some degree, right? Yeah. So like so like when we walk in these rooms, right? Like we was at Rec Philly recently, yeah. right? It's a bunch of creators in this room of different statures, different levels, different successes, whatever the case may be, right? A lot of the people in the room probably wanted to walk up to these different people, say something to them, let them know what they do, what they about, who they are or whatever. Some people took the chance. Some people didn't. Right. So saying all that to say is everybody kind of sort of had the same thought process. Yeah. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to talk to this person. I want to talk to that person, whatever the case may be. Now it's up to you as an individual to say, hey, I'm actually going to do it. Yeah. Like. You can't let the idea of damn, like I wonder if I walk up the the, the wolf right now, like is everybody gonna be like, damn, like oh, yeah. how you doing that? Yeah. I don't that doesn't matter. Like yeah. what yeah. matters is I walked up to you, we we, we talked or whatever the case. Like I'm just you know speaking in general, yeah. right? Like I walk up to you, you know, shake your hand or whatever. Hey, I'm Jetpack Nick, nice to meet you. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I do this, that, and the third. I got a podcast, I love to have you on. Now you want a podcast. The other yeah. person that didn't, because they thought, damn, if I walk up to him, people gonna think I'm a sucker, cause you know, like yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm jocking somebody that got some clout, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like it's not what it is. If you got a thought and you want to go do something, do it without having no, you know, restrictions of like, oh, this person's gonna think this, or this person's gonna think yeah. that. That I'm not sitting with these people. I'm talking to you. It's it's me and you right now. <laughs> You and know? honestly, I mean, you want to, they said that like, you, you, you regret it more when you don't do it. Absolutely. You ever see a girl walk past and he'd be like, yeah, I should say something. And then yep. you don't. <laughs> you, you, you think you're going to get that shot again, but you never do. Nope. And it's like opportunities. People think opportunity is a door. They think mm -hmm. it's like, yo, what's up, man? I'm at the door of opportunity. Opportunity is not a door. Opportunity is a window. Mm hmm. And it may or may not stay open for long. Think about a window. It opens and it shuts. So it's like you thinking that you're walking up to a door that you could just ring the bell and now she's present and get an opportunity. No, it's a window. You got to be right. able to walk in out that window and go through it because had you not stopped me and said, yo, bro, you remember me? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, look. <laughs> then you never say that. I could be like, damn, I recognize him. But right. I can't remember where. I see a, I see a lot of people. A lot of people that got older that mm -hmm. I could be like, damn, I, where I know this person from. But that's just a thought, right? Right. But I, about my day but now you stopping me reminding me who you are this is how we end up here and mm -hmm. it's like damn i ain't seen nick since he was in fifth grade what the mm -hmm. fuck? right 
that's the type of things where you recognize the window of opportunity. If you didn't cash in on that opportunity, who to say that you see me at another event? Be exactly. Because the DM not going to work. Motherfucker, exactly. yo, bro, I'm trying to get you on my podcast. My shit say 99 plus. <laughs> so it's like, you get what I'm saying? But it was the no, action of being able to be like, damn. I remember, I know your entire family. I'm happy mm-hmm. to see you going. Any way I can help you, I'm going to help you. Right. Man, my contact information. Here's my assistant information. Set it up. And Shouts out to the assistant, man. Shouts out yeah, to the assistant. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just say that to say it's like, you know, to your point, it's like a lot. And I ain't going to lie, I had this situation, right? One time I was in um Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I was in Atlanta and I was at Rick Ross' crib. One of oh, my homies mm. had invited me to... uh Talk heavy. <laughs> Uh, to, he he had got invited. It was like a Bel Air type of event. Right. Event. So we there's a bunch of celebrities in there. You see Russ. You see man. I man, it was so many people. Those people in there, right? And my homie just he from Baltimore. He in the media space too. He just walking up to everybody, introducing himself, telling mm-hmm. what he, telling what I do. But I'm on my Philly mindset. I'm like, man, I ain't. I ain't trying to talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I seen how he was moving, and I'm like. Nah, fuck that. Like I, I got it, and I just started following behind what he was doing, and I, 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 I broke the ice, and I just started introducing myself. Next thing you know, I'm getting my books to everybody. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I'm in contact. They following me on Instagram. Now I'm making real deal connections, and it was because I said fuck it, and I seen what was happening, and I said you know what, I'm not gonna sit here and miss this opportunity. I'm not about to sit here and be in my own head. Mm-hmm. Let me just go after it, and that shit showed me like yo, like when you network, you really got to network. You can't be out here. Saying that you networking, but you know you just walking up asking niggas for a picture or asking them following you on the right. ground. Like we really having conversations and really trying to facilitate plays mm-hmm. so we can create and cultivate relationship. So you know it just you you just gotta get out of that get out of that shell. And I say that to say it happened to anybody. It's not like I'm exempt from it. I had to go through it too. But me right. seeing homie moving, how he was moving and the connection he was making, I'm like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on top of it. I gotta get on top of this shit myself. I can't expect him to that like keep saying, yo, this is my man Wolf. Mm-hmm. He was Wolf. He, no, I, I got to speak for myself. And I had, you know, I speak any other time. So I just embody <laughs> and start going in. No, I mean, as you should, though. And like, that's something that I try to like tell people on the podcast, like, like, like enjoy the process of networking. Like the worst thing somebody could say to you was no, or like, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not interested or whatever. Like I had a lot of people say I'm not interested. <laughs> but the thing is though, I mean, I think this, right. I think like shooting straight on the, like, it's like, you trying to get somebody on your podcast off mm-hmm. the front, you might get it. I'm not interested, but I think when networking, everybody's there for a similar purpose. Right. So always make it about your end goal. Sometimes mm-hmm. you make it about leaving it up in area. What's going on? My name Wolf. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always, you know what you got going on. Why? What's up? Good to meet you. And dipping off. Yep. Make the contact. That's very important. I'm glad you, you said that because most people think they're supposed to shoot from the rip. Oh shit, Wolf! I got a show. Let me. And that mm-hmm. might not be the conversation for that. Right. You know, and it's like maybe it's just like, yo, damn, what's going on, man? My name Wolf. I'm an author. You know, my the name of my book is XYZ. Leave it at that. Not mm-hmm. yo, I want you to read my book. Yo, I want you to buy my book. Yo, I want you to follow me on the gram. Just introduce yourself. Say this ain't gonna be the last time you're gonna run into me. Mm-hmm. And leave it there. You might see a person again. Cause depending on how big they are, they want to see that you're working before they just work with you, right? Yeah. Like everything, I feel like relationships can 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 cut down time. Like the fact that I knew you for 20 years is why I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> Whenever you need me, I got you. Uh-huh. But there's other people in there that was like, yo, let me get you on my show. But it's like, for me, it's like, let me see what you got going on. Let me make sure you're serious. Mm-hmm. Let me see if you're serious about your craft. And I always take myself outside of my shoes. And I'm approaching somebody that's bigger than me with a bigger platform than I got. And I'd be like, damn, 
if I'm the bigger person with the platform, how do I react in a situation? So I felt like, all right, if somebody introduced themselves and say, yo, I'm grinding. This won't be the last time you're going to run into me. Right. You keep doing your thing. Leave it there. When I see them again, yo, what's up, man? I see you at the Rec Philly event. You know what I mean? XYZ. Then the third time I see him now, I'm like, yo, damn, we keep running into each other. We And we it must be meant. Let's then, make something happen. We got, we got yo, Dan, can mm -hmm. you come on my show? I got this joint I've been working on here. You know what I mean? And I think that it's just about slow walking it sometimes. Absolutely. I was watching to understand because a lot of people be afraid to network because they don't know when to shoot their shot. Mm hmm Damn, do I ask for a follow back? Like, literally, like, what are you, you walking up to the celebrity? Yo, what's up? Yo, follow me on the gram. It's like, yo, I follow the content I want to follow. And yeah. if my content is fire, I'm going to follow it. Dream won't have to ask me. So I don't do that when I'm networking. And it'd be like, all right, what's your contact? Or if I don't ask for no contact, it's literally just an introduction. Yo, what's up? What's going on? Because sometimes you got to let that stay in the air. You got right. to run into the person again. Now, if there's a motherfucker that you know you might not run into again, you got you got to shoot you, your shot. Shoot. You got to because you, you this is the only this is the this is the window of opportunity. But if you know somebody that's kind of like one of your peers or somebody that's slightly bigger than you, you could just mm -hmm. still walk that, build a relationship. And ask people questions about life that don't have nothing to do with what they do. Right. And what's going on? You you look like you fuck with football. Who your team? <laughs> ass. I don't fuck with them. You fuck. You fuck with the Cowboys. Now, nah, man, I thought I was <laughs> a Cowboys fan, bro. Go ahead. Peace. Like you know what I mean? You start the uh -huh. conversation. Somebody and they 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 nanny like damn. I, I I fuck with that. They didn't walk up to me with no agenda about business. And then right. you cultivate that relationship. Even if it's about sharing to them, I got them sneaks. Them doing hard. I was going to get the green ones, but. They ain't had no more. Da -da -da. That's your favorite. Joke. You know what I'm saying? Now you in a conversation mm -hmm. with them. Now at the end of it, they're like, what's your name? What you what you do? Yeah. My name, my name Nick, and I got a podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn, I got one too. For real? Oh, damn. Well, I don't know. Maybe one time we could, we might cross promote, cross collab. Mm -hmm. Now the conversation organically went there versus it being on some shit. You shooting, shoot, shoot, shoot. It was going on. My name, what? My name, Wolf, and I got this, and I want to, nigga, like, damn, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't even know you. you know That's mean? a fact. So it's just about, you know, cultivating a relationship and, you know, trying to build with somebody so they know that it's not just going to be a... And I mean, some shit could just be an interview, but sometimes a motherfucker might want to feel like, all right, cool, this is a platform that I'm connected to. You might be the next... You might have the next uh, major platform. You never know. Your shit might... I know that's the goal. Of course. It might turn out to be... A, 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 I don't know what, what, what that direction you want to go in, so I don't want to compare it to no platform, mm -hmm. but the podcast and the niche that you're in, it might be that next one that you, that you aspire right. to be. And... Some people want to be grassroots with that. Like, yeah, I remember when Jack Pack nigga was Zoom. That's why we create the content. <laughs> so, you know, it just, it, it, I think it's just it's, the approach is it, different approaches for different folks. But ultimately, when you network and just go at it and, and don't be too much in your head, man. Don't overthink it. So I, I, I want to go back to a point that you said, because I, I think that this is very, very important. And this is also something that gets lost in translation when people have these conversations. Make sure you have stand-up content if you are a creator. Like, regardless of what your approach is, like, or, or you know, leading with, I do this, that, a third, or just having a regular conversation, your content still has to be top level or good enough for somebody to say, damn, I want to mess with it. Like, I could have talked, I could have had the best conversation with you, but if I got trash content, I'm still not going to get the look. <laughs> yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, right. So I, I, I do think that that's something that's important for for creators to understand, like, make sure that that you believe in the essence of your content, believe in what you do and how you do it, and do it to the best of your ability. Because even if you don't have a conversation with somebody, like, somebody might come across your podcast or somebody might come across your videos or your pictures and be like, damn, this is fire. Like, I just enjoy the content for what it is and yeah. they don't even know the person. Yeah. And be like, all right, I'm going to get this person a look because I like what they do, let alone you a dope person to go with it. 
Yeah, so, been a lot of times I reached out based on seeing somebody platform and it was up to par, and I'm like, yo, I fuck with this content. Like, mm -hmm. yo, Sanaya, email this person or whoever it might have been assisting me, depending on the time frame. Yo, reach out. Tell them I'm trying to come down there. You know what I mean? Because I see the benefit in it. Like, oh, they take right. a, they take a lot of pride in what they do, and it's not like something they just slapping together. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people don't. It took for me to move to Atlanta for a year to see that they take their content very serious, mm -hmm. yo. That's the difference. It's not that the content is better. The content is just better looking. It's better produced. It's more put into it, which ultimately makes it better. But right. the message, because we talk about the quality of the message, you could be seeing some real shit, you know, but the, your quality, your audio bullshit. Like my first couple episodes on the couch, we didn't have lav mics. We had uh, a boomstick. Okay, gotcha. Like we record in the hallway. So a lot of people were like, oh, this is some real shit. But the mics, the mics, the mics. And we was already trying to address the issue. Mm -hmm. We recorded, so a lot of the episodes still had to go out, but we had already addressed it. But people hadn't arrived at the finished product of seeing mm -hmm. that, but they always commented on it. And I know that that was a lot of people, that could have stopped a lot of people from being recovering viewers. Right. Because I can't hear what they're saying. Now, granted, you could, but it just could have been crisper. Now we got the mics, it's like, man, this shit went up a notch. Yeah. So, like, you know, investing into yourself, investing into your platform, because you got to understand, like like you said, man, you somebody could discover you without you even knowing, mm -hmm. or somebody go to look at it, they look at your page, they're like, man, I'm not I'm not doing that. Like, you have respect for the person you're approaching, too. Like, am I ready to... No, really, like, if I get one shot... No, that's a fact. If I get one shot to get Kevin Hart on my show, am I ready for him? That, that's a, a fact. I had a conversation that is a with Wallow at a rec event a few weeks ago. And uh, we that's was the Wallow. And I leaned over and I said, yo, I got to get you down on the show. He's like, whenever. He's like, you've been grinding for forever, whenever. And I said, nah, but we're not ready for you. You know, we're not ready for you. And he was like, all right, cool. I see him at the last record event. I said, yo, I'm ready for you. He's like, you sure? I said, yeah. He said, all right, let me know. It was, you know, what's so funny? The events was two weeks apart. And the <laughs> only thing that changed in that two weeks was I had a conversation. One of my homies was like, no, even if you get it, just hold it. Like, because I was on a tip like, I'm trying to build my platform where it's like I'm getting certain tiers of people to sit down with mm -hmm. me. So when I get to a wallow, it makes sense. I don't right. want to get a relationship that I built with him. Even though that's cool, that's a shortcut. I wanted to look like for my audience, damn, he had this person, then this person, this person, then he mm -hmm. had a wallow. But my man, like, no, get the end of, get the conversation. And yeah. Hold yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So when I ran into him again, mind you, he gave me his number at the first event. I didn't even hit him up. But when I seen him again, I just told him again, yo, I'm ready for mm -hmm. you. Now when I text him, yo, listen, let's make it happen. All right, come on, let's put a date on it. And I say that to say is like, do assess your own self and make sure if you run into me, I'm 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 a a big hearted person. So I, right. I'm not gonna say no, right? But look at your own platform and say, yo, damn, am I am I ready for Wolf? Because Wolf got people that follow him. That can see this, that can catapult this, right? Mm -hmm. On top of him having a platform that can catapult this, am I? Do I want this to be my presentation to the world? Right. You get what I'm saying? And if you can answer yes to that, then come on, let's get let's it. Let's get to it. Yeah. But, but just remember, it's like when you get on that big stage before you're ready. It's a reason why they make you do one year um college before you eligible mm -hmm. for the NBA. There's a reason why you got to do a certain many years in college football before you go to the NFL. They want to make sure you prepare for them big stages. Right. When I be a rapper, I used to be getting put in predicaments I had no business being <laughs> in. Because my grand presence was so big, they would mm -hmm. invite me to big shows, but my stage presence wasn't ready. Right. So I didn't fucked up on so many performances, bro. I'm talking about 
damn near had to run out the back door after the so bad. I don't, I can't catch the beat. I can't. I don't got no stage presence. I ain't talking to the crowd. I'm not engaging. None of that. I'm just getting on, throw the beat on rapping, and I'm damn near like this the whole time. And now when I realized, I'm like, I was getting in positions that I wasn't ready for. Right. Now, I mean, me getting thrown essentially to the wolves, no pun intended, accelerated my growth. And it gave me a stage presence to be able to feel confident. Like, man, I didn't got booed off stage. Just fuck y'all. I don't care what y'all think. <laughs> I want to say. Facts. But at the same time, if I could have spared myself some of that embarrassment by doing a little bit more work, starting with smaller crowds, learning how to interact, getting comfortable performing in front of my family, getting comfortable performing in a mirror, mm-hmm. looking at myself in a mirror, looking silly, just rapping my songs, and I would have been better when I got some opportunities. Mm-hmm. So the opportunities, what I learned from them was, all right, you're not ready yet. But this gave me so much exposure to major platforms that I'm not afraid of the big stage. But the fucked up thing is I could have left there with more fans had I been ready. Think of I'm okay. performing, I'm doing college tours, performing in front of the whole school, essentially. If I nail this, I can leave here with a thousand, two thousand fans. But because my performance is so trash, the only thing <laughs> I can remember is then we <laughs> his performance was trash. <laughs> So don't be that guy. Don't fuck up like I fucked up. Don't have a trash performance. All right. Okay. So I'm 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 gonna ask you one more question and then we're gonna take a, a quick break. All right. That's so cool. so the question I want to ask you is how do you feel or how do you know you're ready for that moment? Like like what what clicks? No, you don't. Oh, no, nothing clicks. You just no, you no. just know when when you're in it. You just honestly you just fuck up so many times that you get good. Oh, all right. Say less. Because I feel like, so this is the thing. I don't want nobody to turn down that performance because that's where the fear come in at, right? Uh-huh. No, do it scared, but understand that you might not get it right the first time. Gotcha. Now, how it attests to me saying about, you know, with the platform, because I don't want what I'm saying to get lost in translation. What I'm saying is making sure you're ready. Like, all right, I had good quality music. Mm-hmm. So if that's like, if you get got the good quality production and you invite somebody to your show, but you fuck up in a conversation because you didn't study. You didn't look into the person's brand, so you didn't attack the right points to pull out good information. That's the area where I was fucking up. Like, the music was there, but mm-hmm. I never thought about what a stage performance might look like. So thinking that you got the songs that's ready and getting on the stage, you only can know that you're not ready by getting on that stage. Right. So you right. get on the stage, but you want to. You don't want to get on that stage with a bullshit-sounding song. Like, because now it's double the fuck up. <laughs> now it's like, damn, the quality not even there. This motherfucker shouldn't even be a rapper. For me, they can hear the quality in the music. Like, damn, this nigga hot. This song crazy, but his performance trash. Mm-hmm. It, it took for me to get 10, 15 performances under my belt before I realized, like, damn, like, all of that was practice. That's a fact. Up, I just got put on a big stage. Like, I, look at, I can look at you, right? Your, your fucking family got no athletes. I know right. pressure. Your brother playing in the NFL at a point in time. Both did Brandon ever go? Or I know uh, Brandon. no. Uh-huh. Brandon played. He should have went. Yeah, Brandon. Both Rodman and Brandon was super fucking talented. They were right. fucking, fucking superstars as kids, right? Mm-hmm. Now here you are, the baby brother to this hollow man brand. This name everybody expected Nick to be this this next uh, Gen <laughs> You follow what I'm saying? You come, no, with, you come with a sense of pressure. So now if you're not good, motherfucker, because you already getting put on a big stage that you never even prepped for. Right. You follow what I'm saying? But if you hadn't had to follow in these footsteps, you could have created your own name and your own I name. I mean, I ain't even going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. So to be quite honest with you, I really ain't feel too much pressure. And I'm going to tell you why. 
because right. I didn't want to follow the footsteps anyway. Like, right. like, yeah. So, 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 like, yeah. My, my, for the people who who don't know, my brothers, Robin, Brandon, Holloman, very, very talented in basketball and football, right? Like, for for me, I didn't want to follow in these footsteps. Like, they tried to push me into the spotlight to go do it. And yeah, like, I feel like if I really wanted to do it, I could have did it and did it at a high level and potentially took it to the greatest heights possible. But that wasn't something that I wanted to do. It wasn't like for me, right? What I'm doing now, I feel like I'm co- I'm cultivating my own. Lane yeah, and, sure. and and being being who I truly want to be, right? Somebody that's you know for the people, somebody that you know talks and you're natural. I can you right. You're natural with this. Like this is your thing, right? But as a kid at first grade, you couldn't tell your brother <laughs> you wasn't coming next. Everybody, everybody thought I was there. You like you, know, you, you got you, you, you got Arch Man and Peyton Man and Eli. What if Eli was like, I don't want to play? Like exactly. <laughs> And like, whether you chose it. that lane or not, that was what we perceived it to be. Right. We knew the brand. We like, damn, they this, this nigga, your big Rob, he just reading these athletes. Like, they just coming out. Like, they, you know what I mean? They just, just kind of get that all the way back. So the point I'm trying to make, it was like stepping into, you don't want to step into a, a spotlight that you're not ready for. And some people get thrusted in that, and then they got to learn how to pivot. So um, I got to join at the top. So I could. Oh, all right, all right. All right. Say yeah, so, but other than that, though, just getting back to it, what I'm saying is, like, like I said, for me, it was being in an environment, so you never really know when you're ready. It's like you could you could talk yourself out of it, but mm-hmm. until you get into it, that's when you're going to figure out where you need to get better at. So definitely do it, but just make sure that you at least. My homie always say, "Man, just get fifty percent done for sure." At least fifty. You can figure out the other fifty along the way. You don't got to wait till ninety. You don't got to wait till as, as long as you start. Just get fifty percent done and figure the rest out. So mm-hmm. if you got good quality content, if you got a good quality platform. Then you can learn, you can make your mistakes in the conversation where it's like right. the access them. But if your quality and your content not even there, don't even don't even waste your time because even if the conversation good, you're not gonna retain somebody's attention where they're gonna wanna fuck with it. Even a person that joined it, we we wanna feel like we on, on a major stage. Mm-hmm. So you wanna provide us with that experience. That's why when people come down to the couch, which is my major platform, yeah. you're gonna feel like you're on the main stage. You're not gonna For feel sure. like something that's like now you're you're not gonna feel like you're above my platform when you come down. I don't care mm-hmm. who. You so you know that's pretty much that, man. But just just go after it. Don't 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 overthink it. But at the same time, just be somewhat ready so that you're not missing the opportunity due to lack of good content. Listen, I couldn't have said it better myself, honestly. <laughs> like it, it just just being ready though. Like definitely, definitely always feel, oh, prepare. I should say. Like I, I can't say be ready because when you in the moment, you know, there's no telling what yeah, the what the variables could be. Just make sure you prepare for whatever may come with you being in those situations and circumstances. Like so that way, if if something does happen, you're like, all right, I kind of know what I what I need to yeah. do. Like, because you, you, you never part. know if you're gonna be ready for what comes. But as long as you prepare to be ready, then I say you're good. And lastly, before I'm gonna say, keep it brief. That was that was the, the errors I was making. I wasn't preparing. I was just showing up and rapping. Like I didn't, I didn't study. I wasn't doing nothing to prep myself for these performances. I would just show up thinking that I knew my song and nothing else mattered. But you know, that's why they have artist development. That's why they have rehearsals before shows because you need to prepare. So anything you want to do, make sure you're prepared. All right, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with more of the How Talk podcast. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with my guy, Wolf. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hollow Talk podcast with Jetpack Nick and my guy, Wolf, man. We, uh, we, we, we we doing some great things right now. We, we, we talking that talk. 
<laughs> on the Hollow Talk podcast. <laughs> no, man. So, so let, let's get back into it, man. So, this is a conversation that I have a lot on the Hollow Talk podcast, but I also know that you have a lot on the couch in every platform that you frequent, right? So, you talk a lot about mental health. Why mm-hmm. is the mental health topic something that you prioritize in conversation? Because I feel like it's something that is the most important thing, you know what I mean, to your well-being, right? right. If, you're not well, if you're not well within your mental, then nothing else matters because you in, internally reflect externally. So, like, the way you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself is going to determine your behaviors, your actions, the, your reactions, you know, your, your, your ambition, your motivation, or the lack thereof. So, for me, I prioritize mental health because again, if I would have knew that it was things that was wrong with me mentally as a child, I would have, you know, tackled these things earlier in life. So right. I think that once we become conscious of it, we got to spread as much awareness to it as possible. And the best way to bring awareness to something is by walking in that example and being the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. And and on your platform, like you, I I, I believe you you've brung like therapists on to, to talk about different things. Like how how was that experience having professionals come on and have that conversation in a in a way that in which you probably wouldn't have with a regular person who doesn't do okay. that for a living. So the thing is, um, so I haven't sat on the couch yet with a therapist. Okay, okay, got you. But, but no, I think what you're seeing, I did have a therapist come down to the couch, and um, I'm actually working with her. So she okay. is on the couch at some point. Got you. Uh, depending on when this go out, you might you might have you know put it out, but you, you might be ahead of it. But um, the fact of the matter is, I think that me being somebody that studied the behavior of humans, being somebody that studied psychology, I took psychology in college. I'm not licensed. I didn't mm-hmm. finish all the BS in it or none of that. But um, I am somebody who read every day. I, I'm current. I'm constantly studying the behaviors of humans and, you know, just wanting to kind of understand the emotional intelligence and the psychological uh, aspects and the traumas and the triggers of people because me being an author and being somebody who's big on communication, I want to understand these things. And if I could articulate it in a way for somebody to understand it within themselves, I do it. But having an actual therapist on the platform, it just gives it, you know, it's, it's, it's fresh breath for me to be able to hear it. Sometimes it validates the things that I'm thinking, but it also gives somebody a professional opinion in case they want to feel like, you know, they want to hear from somebody who's licensed in it. So um, I think that, you know, just and, you know, being able to have those therapeutic conversations because that's mm-hmm. therapy to me, too. Yeah. Like when I'm talking to a therapist and I'm picking their brains, it's therapy to me, too. I'm 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 actually at, you know how they be like asking for a friend. Now I'm asking for my <laughs> What this mean? Like what happened when right. I, I mean, I, I thought this, but can you confirm or deny? So. You know, I think just being able to connect with therapists and let people see me interact with a therapist so they understand that they're just regular people. Like, right. people be stigmatizing it and they make it like it's just this big thing. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, you're just not a person that you're having a conversation with that knows how to help you unpack your thoughts. Because that's the thing that we struggle with most, trying to be understood and feeling understood, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like if we could be, feel understood, we could be more understanding. And I feel like, you know, therapists is that gateway and that pipeline to bridge that gap. So I'm going to ask you a question. You can answer it or not. So is therapy something that you've done previously or something that you do currently? Yeah. So again, I've done therapy and I'm, I mean, when I work with a therapist, so yeah, you could say that every conversation we have is a therapy session because I'm going to get my shit off. You feel what I'm saying? I'm Mm -hmm. going to let going to give me counseling. So yeah, I'm currently in therapy. I'm a huge advocate for it. Me too. Um, I'm blessed enough. Like I said, to have a relationship with a therapist that allows me to have sessions whenever. 
Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> literally, <clears throat> because I, I, I'm, I, we work together. So, you know, I do things for her school, the school she's in. She's not a counselor at the school. She does other mm-hmm. work. But I do things for the, she has her own private practice. But okay. I do things for school with the kids. I work with them. You know, I help her build her business from the marketing side. And in return, I'm able to get therapy whenever I want. Give her a shout out. Get, uh, we, we, we need, we need to put a name on this. Boy, uh, a journey from within. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you'll see, you'll see her on my platform a lot. You know, beautiful person inside and out. You know what I mean? Always uh, just, you know, she really has a big heart. And wants to really give back and pour into the community. I don't know nobody with a bigger heart than her to the point where I be having to tell her, like, <laughs> Rhonda, I know you got this big heart of yours, but you still got to have these boundaries. So that's something. Right. Because uh, when you're passionate about what you do, even myself, people uh, like, you know, I'm a consultant. So a lot of the mm-hmm. time, like the conversations I have with people, it resemble one of which could be considered therapeutic conversations, which is why I created the couch. But I be having to create boundaries because although we got big hearts, we also have to have boundaries that protect ourselves from ourselves. So, mm-hmm. so dope. but like I said, I'm an advocate for it. I think that if you don't have therapy, we start, we about to start having open houses. Uh, Ms. Rhonda is, and I'll be assisting her on the days that I can make it okay. work. Be allowing people to come and get information about therapy for free. So you can come in for free and uh, join like-minded individuals who also want to know more about the therapy process and uh, yeah, be able to see if it's something that you see for you. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I'm, I'm definitely interested in being a part of that. If, if, if y'all extend the invitation. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be on, it's starting on October 13th. So it's going to be be every other Thursday. So October 13th, then October 27th, and then so forth. Okay, and 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 the reason that I that I had asked that question about the whole mental health thing is because I'm also a proponent of discussing mental health on the Hollow Talk podcast because therapy is something that I did and it helped me out immensely. Like, like I had did it, um, in college. That was the first time I got ever was like. I won't say like exposed to therapy, but that's the first time that I really like did it, understood what it was, what it could do for me, and embraced all that came with it. Yeah, you know, like I, <laughs> I, 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 to, I, I believe I told the story on the podcast before, but every time like I used to walk past the therapist's office, the door was always closed, so I never knew like you know like what was going on in there or like even that was the therapy office so one day i was walking past the the room and the door was open this day so you know me being nosy i put my head in there and say yo what do you do man yeah, yeah. and he was like yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the school therapist you know like i do this and the third he was like have a seat sit down so i sat down and he just talked to me and um at the end of it i was like damn like this this is something i, I, I would enjoy doing because at the time i was Either I was in my senior year or I was about to enter my senior year of college. Yeah. So it was a lot going on mentally where it's like, damn, like I'm about to leave something that I'm very familiar with, like with a bunch of people I'm familiar with. And I'm about to go into a world that like I, like because, you know, being in school, you always had a schedule like, all right, I know yeah. where I'm supposed to be at. I know what I'm supposed to do yeah. or whatever. Then, you know, not being in that anymore. It's like, oh, shit, like. I gotta like I gotta do everything on my yeah, own. What the fuck do I just right, do? Must I, I, right. Mm-hmm. So 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 going in there and having those conversations about that and about a whole bunch of different things, like it definitely propelled me to a point where I like I won't even say ready, but again, going back to what we were talking about before, like I was prepared, <laughs> to, like more so than I would have been if I didn't sit down and take that time and talk to yeah. my therapist, you know, every week and all those things. So. I always come on here and share that story and, you know, other people who come on here and, you know, have similar stories about um, therapy and, and mental health. I love to hear people tell their stories because I think it's important not only for me to hear those stories, but for the people who are going to listen to this to hear those stories as well. Because, 
not too many people, but like even still to this day, and mental health has definitely taken like a big jump in, you know, being more popular, being something that people are more accepting to. But a lot of people still stick to the stigma of You're talking about it, but they ain't doing it. Right, right. Like the you know, they they still on the low. Like, you know, you, you kind of crazy. Like, I don't like I don't I ain't doing that. Yeah. But you know, I, I definitely like to do that and, and make that a, a focal point of conversation on the Hollow Talk podcast to let people know that therapy is a cool thing. Like it's cool to go in there and talk to people. Yeah. I'm telling you, you will feel so much lighter at the conversation because it's nothing better than talking to somebody that don't know who you're talking about. So like exactly. Relationship problems, family problems, mommy issues, daddy issues, sibling issues, school issues. You could literally be fully transparent and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And these people help you unpack your thoughts without judging you and without making you feel like people know your business, right? Right. A lot of people are walking around with heavy things on their mind, things that they have not unpacked, ever dealt with, ever even revisited, and they don't know who to talk to. And it's literally showing up in their lives because you'll see them. These people are walking around, they're even grumpy, or they they super duper introverted, or they super duper hype, or they super duper uh, aggressive, or they mm-hmm. super duper shy. It's like so many different emotions and uh, that come that stem from, you know, things that trauma and traumatic experiences that if we don't talk about, we just kind of become congested with these things. Right. But when mm-hmm. you get a therapist, you are able to unpack your thoughts in a way that allow you to feel like you just let free. Like imagine having to use the bathroom and your stomach hurt and you just not using it. And for whatever reason, you go walk around with your stomach hurting all day. Mm-hmm. And it's like the moment you just sit down and let it you're like. Woo, I feel lighter. I feel good. I feel like I could run a marathon. That's how you, <laughs> you unpack your thoughts because a lot right. of y'all are built up with some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and like, I just, you got to say, you got to let that shit out. And, um, you know, for me, like I said, man, it's just, it's something where, like, I realized that it's always something that I'm going to have. It's always going to be a component of my life. It's always going to be something because I, I need it. Like, you know right. what I mean? You go through too much on a day-to-day basis to not go to therapy, to not have a therapist nearby, to not have a therapist on standby. And I even thought about, I even, st- I inter- I, it's crazy, I enrolled in school this year and I'm going to get my BS in psychology and become a therapist. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I never, I, I just ended up, my schedule ended up getting away from me and I just didn't complete it. But at some point, th- I'm 29. Mm-hmm. At some point, I will complete it. You know what I mean? I can't tell you when, but you, they'll look back on this conversation and be like, he said it. On the on, on Nick podcast, yeah. it and it'll be done. But what year? What did you um? What did you major in when you was in school? Uh, business administration. Oh, all right. So, are you doing something that's relative to your major, or that was just some shit you did to get through school? No. So, so I I I took that because like I like in high school I did business technology, so mm-hmm. I learned you know business and technology literally. <laughs> so then going into college, like I you know I just stuck with the business thing, and obviously I'm running my own business as we speak. Right, right, so right, right. <laughs> you know I you know I'm taking all that that I learned from that and you know apply it to you know me building my building up my brand, building up my business to. Make it, you know, something special, something profitable, something long lasting. Now, what I like to tell people is, I, I like I majored in in business admin, but I had a, a unofficial minor in communications because <laughs> I went to all the communications classes. Like, because you know, I finished all my you know core classes or whatever, and took a bunch of communication electives and was in you know media club and all those different things. Um, so yeah, like I I definitely definitely learned a lot being in school. And yeah. just you know, circulating through the, the the you know different classes and talking to different professors and dealing with different people to where I got a full education, not just a business education. Right, right, right. You got the full experience. That made right. a lot of sense. 
and for people who don't know, I got a I got a company, First Step Marketing. We aid and assist uh, small businesses. You know, we register them, help them get the LLC. You know what I mean? Get, get with web design, graphic design, uh, marketing plans. And I just provide the resources and the tools for people to use, connect people with financial uh, literacy experts and, you know, to get their credit right or if they need mm -hmm. to get funding, you know what I mean? I just got the resources for it all. So if you with somebody and you out here and you're trying to start a business, you don't know what the way to go. You need some direction. You need help building your brand. I do consulting. If you need help registering your business, I can create your LLC, form your nonprofit, whatever the case may be, I can do that. And if you need help with like the tech side of things, like getting a website or different things like that, then you know I'm, I got a third, I got uh people that I'm affiliated with that do right. this thing offer through my company. So even if you or somebody you know need that, you could definitely let them know that we take care of that on that end too. So we're not just in the space of entertainment. We also on the business side of things, helping people build a business to make it profitable, build a brand to become notable brands that you can make money off of and different things like that. It just yeah. come at a small cost. You know what I mean? We call it first step marketing because we feel like the first steps is the most important. And often people skip and neglect the first steps and just try to get to the end results. And it's like, no, let's do it right the first time so mm -hmm. that we get to the end, we ain't got to look back and make too many corrections. All right. That's a fact. Y'all heard it here first in the hotel podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so let, let let's let's get into this next topic. So this is something that I'm personally interested in, and yeah. I, I definitely think that the listeners are going to be interested in this too, right? So you have a book out, right? Yeah. You have a book out. It's called "Cheating Is Not Cheating," right? Yeah. <laughs> so what was your intentions behind writing this book, and how do you feel the reception of this book correlates with the mental health conversation? So my intent behind writing the book was because I found myself having a conversation oh, for, for a very long time. People have came to me for relationship advice. Right. And people always like look at me like I'm like some like the therapist, like a figure like <laughs> a therapist at all. Nowhere near would never disrespect the profession. But people feel like I'm somebody they can talk to and I can help them unpack their thoughts and help them, you know, find solutions to whatever they're going through. So I found myself answering the same problems within relationships. Right. And I'm like, yo, I'm having the same conversation over and over again. So how can I find a way to not have this conversation over and over again? How can I be in a million places at once? So physically, that's impossible. But if I create this book, this piece of literature, I can reach the world with this message and provide these solutions for so many people who are struggling. And I feel like the book is based on communication and understanding. That's the two principles that you're going to learn reading Cheating, Not Cheating communication and understanding whether you're a man or woman, whatever the case may be, whether you're single, married in a relationship, whether you're just going through baby mama drama, baby daddy drama, whatever it is that you're going through, you're going to learn better communication, understanding, you're going to leave there feeling better and under having a better sense of self. Right. And um, as far as in the reception, I got a great reception from it. It came with some backlash, of course, because of the mm. title, but nobody that has read the book has given me backlash. They've only said, yo, man, a book changed my life. It changed my whole way of thinking. It changed my mindset. It changed my perspective. It helped me. I was able to forgive this person. I was able to, to just fix my relationship. I had so many people stop and say that to me. And um, yeah, that was ultimately what I wanted to do. I wanted I wanted to have a piece of history. Like this book will be around forever. Right. You always refer to it. So being able to submit myself in history was my intention and being able to provide a solution for the common relationship problem. But it's not limited. It don't just help you with romantic relationships. Relationships are synonymous across mm -hmm. the board. Relationship yeah. with yourself starts first. Relationship with your family member, relationship with your friends. So when I say communication and understanding, yeah, the subject is relationships. But if you could become a better communicator in romantic relationships that help you in business relationships. Right. Help you in relationships with your children, with your family, because... What's that cool? How you do everything, how you do anything is how you do everything. So becoming a better communicator overall is just gonna help you. So the book is for that. 
But like I said, the, re the reception been cool. Um, one thing I will share what I think about the book. Um, and I was thinking about this today. One thing about it, like, you know, cause it's pros and cons, but mm -hmm. I, what I don't like about what the book did to me personally within my mental health was it created this alter ego in a sense. Right. What I mean is it's like, people now look to me that had the answers. It's like, oh shit, he wrote that book. That's the, that's the author. Mm -hmm. So for me, it made me feel like, oh shit, I wrote this relationship book. I can't have a fucked up relationship. <laughs> well, granted, this is a subconscious thought. This isn't something you consciously think. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to apply what you wrote about, trying to right. be what you said. It's like, you can't, you got to walk the talk and talk the walk. You can't just say it and then not do it, right? And mm -hmm. naturally, this is who I am, right? But this, my book ain't written from my perspective, but because it's objective more than right. A perspective for me right but at the same time because i've learned so much through the book writing process i was trying to challenge myself to operate within that space in which i was writing from right mm -hmm. and it put a sense of damn everybody want to see what well, you you wrote the book so let me see who he end up with he better choose the right woman he better end up married mm -hmm. and it created this like oh shit now every girl i'm talking to i'm like is she marriage material I'm I'm there. There's a target on her because it's a target on me. Right. That's something like, well, you wrote this book, you better get it right. And I and I'm mad <laughs> because the one rule of success is to never eat the bullshit. Like you never mm -hmm. feed into the shit. You never allow them to tell you 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 this big figure, and you never allow them to tell you you nobody. You gotta know who you are, and I know who I am. But I allowed myself to fall into the trap, and I felt like it's been something that I've been dealing with mentally since then. So it's like. The good in the book is it's, it's a history in the making. Like right. I into myself in history, but in my own personal development of being in relationships and dating is like I felt like I put a sense of pressure on myself. Like yo, I I, I got to get it right because I wrote this book, and that's something that has fucked me up mentally. Where I'm still I'm battling and shaking it now because I'm like I had to go on this ninety day fast that I'm on, currently mm -hmm. forty days in, and I was able to assess myself and like oh shit, I was putting pressure on myself, feeling like I had to find the right woman. Because I wrote this book and I'm like, yo, my woman got to be able to, you know, she got to be able to meet me where I'm at because I'm this level of communicator. So she got to come here. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I'm on a tip where it's like, I'm getting back to it. Like, nah, like I'm allowing myself that grace to be able to be like, yo, like, fuck the fact that I wrote that book. I can, I'm going to write 10 more books, but I'm still human. Exactly. I'm allowed to fuck up. I'm allowed to have an argument and not be like, yo, he's a communication specialist. He had an argument. <laughs> oh, shit. Cause this me in my head thinking people give a fuck more than they do. So, you know, that's me. This is exclusive me telling you this. Cause this is a thought that I really arrived at today when I was just sitting here thinking and reflecting like, yo, I really allowed myself to fall victim into some shit. I would have told somebody to never do. I allowed myself to mm. think that I had to have a perfect relationship when the reality is like nothing about this shit is perfect. But it's about having a good character moving with high values, morals and principles and doing right by, you know, your partner. And it's just that simple. That's and, a fact. You know, I was trying to, yo, it's so crazy, man. I was like, <laughs> every dating girl had to go to marriage. I'm like, yo, I ain't even about to waste my time if I ain't going to marry her. Mm -hmm. I started to, because I'm like, yo, I'm I'm trying to build, I'm really, I'm trying to build my family. Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, it happened in due time. So, you know, I'm shaking that 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 feeling and that sense of self, uh, pres uh, self um, proclaimed pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, we, the Holotel podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we provide you with the exclusives. You don't get nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> no, so 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 saying all that to say like would would you say that you regret writing the book or you don't at all regret writing no fuck no regret so it's bittersweet it's like the best thing i ever did was write it the, okay got what you. i had to learn from was that like i did not have to eat the the bullshit that they was feeding me the 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 the, the, the hype i didn't have to right. hype 
And um, I didn't, because the, the question used to be, well, if you wrote this book, that's such a good book. Why are you single? Why are you single? Why are you single? So I'm like, well, I'm going to show these motherfuckers, like, <laughs> I'm going to be the perfect nigga. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I shouldn't have fed into that. I should have just been like, man, I'll find the right woman when, when mm. God puts me with it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the things, one thing about me, I assess myself, and I learned from a lot of the decisions I made. I won't call them mistakes. I'm going to call them decisions. Right. I learned from a lot of my decisions, whether it's good lessons or lessons that I wish I didn't have to learn, it all coincide with me becoming who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that to say is like each year, like I become more and more mature in the direction of the man that I'm trying to become and grow to be so that I can be- become this next chapter in my life. Because your 30s and your 20s shouldn't look the same. If they right. do, they grow. Mm-hmm. So me going into my 30s and turning this new decade, a family is something that's a big goal for me, but I don't got to rush that process. Right. So it's like, do I regret writing a book? Fuck no. No, this is <laughs> in history. But I do feel like I got to give myself more grace and feel like I can't allow the chatter to be like, yo, that why, why? Niggas like, yeah, why you ain't got no girl? Do you? I'm going through problems with my chick and you don't know where I'm coming from. Or girls might be like, oh yeah, well, who you going to end up with? Like, are they all wanting to fuck with me because of that? Oh damn, he got the mindset. He, you know what I mean? So it put it allowed me to put a sense of pressure on myself. But that's the only thing that I feel like I'm going to grow from. Cause I'm not going to, I don't regret it, but I'm just going to work on from this point on. And that's for a moment of transparency where it's like, mm-hmm. you understand that me as the author of a book that, that was essentially a hood bestseller, um, is now, um, and I say hood bestseller because it ain't like New York Times uh, recognized. Uh, I, right, I, I hood know what's up, but um, and not even just the hood, but you know the internet know what's up. My shit was a sensation. Yeah, I, for sure. I'm still, um, yeah, no, I got to be patient with myself and grow to be a better man before you know God gonna bless me with the woman that I feel like is supposed to uh stand beside me as we lead this family. So uh, it, it, it's coming, but no, I, I could that that'd be disrespectful to the the inspiration that God blessed me with. Right, this book to ever say gotcha. I, was, I could never take that back. What I'm, I can't <laughs> wait to start promoting it again. I can't wait to put out my second book, but I'm not going to eat the bullshit. I'm not going to allow people to look at me like this relationship expert. No, I'm just a nigga that's good at communicating, <laughs> and I know how to solve problems. God made me a great solution. Right, I still have problems to solve every day. <laughs> I'm actually living in the shit that I tell people to do. I'm not a right. actively preach. Everything that I would suggest is something that I will also implement. And and that, and that's what we that's what we were talking about earlier on. Like just not really like when you when you said about the thought. Like you know, best and worst thing is, is somebody being being a thought. That's why it hit me like that. I'm like, yo, that's real shit. I'm sitting here like, damn. If I if they find out me and my last relationship for <laughs> three months, they're gonna be like, I mean, I listen. Yo, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I that shit, man. I had to shake it. No when, you, when, when you're dealing with people, like you, you, nothing is a guarantee. Like okay. wh- whether whether you the, you the most seasoned relationship specialist or not oh, or whatever. Shit. Like That's real shit. That's you real know shit. what I'm saying? Like at, at some point, like you can have all the things that somebody say they're looking for, and then they get it and be like, "Well, this ain't really what I wanted." Like, God, it's, Talk about it. You know, so it, it really, it really ain't nothing that 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 you can say like, all right, I got to make sure I check this off the list, check this off the list, check this off the list, and then that's gonna guarantee 100%. I got something you know coming for me. 100%. Like that's not how it works. I mean, I, I, we probably wish it was that way. You know, right, that right, would be right. easier, but that's not how it works. Sometimes it's just you know you like who you like. You know, what I'm saying you end up with that person, and then happily ever after. Sometimes, sometimes it looked like it's a perfect match, and you be like, these people got the worst relationship of all time. <laughs> and I feel like, um, to your point, man, that's like these are even the things that I even advocate for in the book. So it's like this kind, it's kind, it's it's, it's not knowledge that I'm conscious of. 
but I think that like it was like the the notoriety I was getting. I'm mm-hmm. a and you know what I mean. So it was like dealing with that level, and that prepared me for the next time I get put on those platforms. Like to understand that it's no different than this. Even whether one person see this or a million people, I'm giving you the same discussion. Right. You know what I'm saying, and that's how I'm going to treat Ellen when I end up on Ellen, or when I'm sitting with Doctor Phil, or when I'm sitting with somebody. Elite. I don't even know if his show's still on, but if it is, I'm just using him as an example. Right. Right. Elite people in the space. I'm going to give them the same conversation I'm giving you, and 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 that's something that I'm I know that I'm more prepared for my second go around with my second book. You know, okay. I go on that Breakfast Club, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow myself to get cornered into damn. Why damn you wrote in that wrote all these relationship books while you ain't married or how you? Know? <laughs> I'm not allowing myself to fall victim to those conversations right. because I already realized, like man, I'm on my time. No, I'm on God's time. I'm, not mm-hmm. even on time. I'm on God's time, flat out. And that's just what it is. Just be, it's like just be. I might can't win a chip playing, but I might go win one coaching. That's how that goes. I respect it for sure. All right, so so let me ask you this: we we gonna move on to 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 a, a. I mean, I guess you could say it's, it's similar to what we just spoke on. But now that you've reached a certain level of success, what's your inspiration for you to keep going and reach even greater heights? Not even being nowhere near where I want to be, like like literally not even being in the vicinity of where I want to be and how I see myself. Where and do you want to be? I want to, so it's like what I realized is a lot of what I want I probably won't get the feel because it's about making an impact, right? So like, gotcha. I feel like when you look at the greats, the Malcolm X's, they didn't feel the impact. Mm-hmm. They just did it. So I, I that part I, I may do it. Alright, cool. I'm, but as far as in the comfort of knowing that my family is straight while mm-hmm receiving the respect from my peers, the higher ups and the young ones to come, which I feel like I have at a certain level, but I want to get that on a more grand level. I want to be respected by the Kevin Hart's, the Diddy's, the, the Jay-Z's, and that's just in a, that space. But I also want to be respected by some elite level, like thinkers, like the right. thinkers that are elite that created some good philosophy, some authors, Don McGuire Ruiz, John Maxwell. I want to shake these guys' hands. I want to meet some people that's in the space that I'm in, Jay Shetty, Lewis Howell. I want to meet mm-hmm. these people, get their respect. And then I feel like, all right, now I'm, I'm where I wanted to be. Now, where do I want to go from here? Because it really, what I'm learning about life is, I thought I would have I'm a, that I arrived moment. Like, wow, oh, right. you never arrived, bro. It's a journey. You literally <laughs> get there and it's like, okay, next stop, where are we going? And now that I know that, I realize that for my 30s, it's just about going from here to there. And then my 40s from there to there. And that's just what I'm trying to do. So when I think about it, it's about the respect that I want the impact that I want and the comfort that I want to feel free within uh, the finances uh, mentally. I don't want to have nothing draining me and holding me like holding me back. And I just want to help as many people as possible, man. If I could change mindsets all across the world, speak across the world, like I said, I'd be happy. That don't identify as a, as an actual monetary goal for me, but it's just an impact goal. But I do plan to be a multimillionaire. I plan to have a multimillion dollar brand. I want to see myself on billboards, big screen, right. Man you know what I mean and I just got to mentally prepare myself for everything that come with that and that's the process that I'm in right now but as far as in up to this point and accomplishing this level of success it didn't happen in a way you think that success is just something that's linear but it's not that's just mm-hmm. like, right <laughs> and then you might get successful so you know it just you know every day come with ups and downs man even this been a crazy transition year for me and um, it's been wild to where if I look at all the things I accomplished, it's like, damn, this was a good year. But if I look at everything I went through, I'm like, damn, this year was crazy. So you just got to be able to look at both. Like, damn, this was a good year. And I had to overcome some shit to even feel it. So I'm trying to get more present with the process and embracing it. Like, yo, like, fuck having that I arrive moment. Damn, I'm going to enjoy every single day of this shit. And um, yeah, I'm going to just, you know, tell the story as I go. 
Okay, so I want I want to give you the space and opportunity to to acknowledge some of the things that you've done and accomplished this year. Because again, like I like I tell all creatives, like it, I'm pretty sure a lot of us go through this creative process and don't give ourselves the space and opportunity to say, "Damn, like I really did this, that, and the third, or I accomplished these goals." Because it's always the next thing. Like we yeah. worried about what's you know who we talking to next, like what show we got to hit next or whatever, and we'll never be like. Yo, like I'm really doing good, man. So okay. I, I want to give you that space and opportunity to to say, yo, I did this, that, and the third. So let the people know what you accomplished this year so far. This year, I was able to return from Atlanta back to Philly, right? And like for many people, that probably wouldn't seem like much, but for me, it was something because I was I felt like I needed to come back to where I was rooted and uh figure some things out and get some things in order, become closer to family. So right. being able to successfully transition back and still working into that transition. That's something that I'm proud of. Um, having a, I was in a relationship, you know what I mean? A beautiful individual, you know what I mean? We didn't last, you know what I mean? She she, she going to be good for somebody and I'm going to be good for somebody, but it just didn't work. But just being able to grow within that space, that was um that was something that was cool because I had wanted to be in a relationship. It's weird, but like for the last like year or so, I was like seeking that. So like I said, every woman I would date, because I'm like, I'm going to start my family. I was intentionally moving in that direction. Right. So that was something, just being able to get that out of my system to be able to say, you know what, I want to focus more on me and build myself up more. Uh, I was able to start the Wolf Network. Um, mm -hmm. Congratulations. That was huge. You know what I mean? I said I wanted a network, been trying to get it off the ground since I was in Atlanta. Wasn't able to do it. Was able to launch the couch under the Wolf Network, something that was just merely an idea just a few short months ago. We've mm -hmm. now had a lot of success from it. Also started my second show. Uh, which is um, straight to the point. I ain't balling, man. And then I even created an, a special segment that just came out of nowhere called Millionaire Discussions, where I sit down with the millionaire that I'm cool with, and I have conversations with them just so they can give out million, you know, game from you know mm -hmm. a millionaire perspective. Um, and uh, you know, that was just on the Wolf Network alone. I was able to cultivate two successful internships for college kids, and uh, mm -hmm. was able to work with some at-risk youth at different high schools and be able to uh, uplift, inspire them, provide research for them to be able to change their life around. Right. Helped a couple of people that got out of prison, get jobs and, uh, you know, get into housing and different things like that. So as the, what much of this year has been stressful because even when I speak about my relationship, going through a breakup ain't easy. So like, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> transition into a city, coming from one city where you establish yourself to the next after only being there for a short amount of time and having to come right back, that wasn't easy, but it was something I had to do. You know what I mean? Going through different ups and downs, trials and tribulations. So just the success to be able to sit here was something, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm also um working on my second book and I got the Wolf Week coming up. So okay. This, new for me i'm turning 30 this year I, I normally do a birthday party the golden year fair every year a suit and tie party this is my sixth annual but now i'm actually doing a week worth of events so i got mm. 30 a birthday dinner the golden year fair suit and tie party um an exclusive networking experience a pop-up shop and then i got the couch live so that's okay five so you know that's something that you know i'm inviting and encouraging people to come out to and yeah, man, uh, another thing we're just being able to hit certain little intermediate goals, getting getting clients locked in on retainer. You know, I worked with some amazing individuals as clients this year. That was an accomplishment. Um, I got to connect with some dope ass individuals, man. That was that was dope. And yeah, this year has flew by, but yeah. it's been ups and downs. But for the most part, it's been a really good year. And like I said, the Wolf Network alone would have been a success for me this year. So everything else I did was just extra. That's just icing on the cake, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, and, and you, you know, you want to hollow talk podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I, and again, man, I told you in between the um the, the commercial that I'm proud of you, but yeah, I absolutely flowers on here. You know what I mean? Like my first time tapping into the platform, I'm gonna definitely be tapping and moving forward. And I wish you the best of luck. You know, you got me as a resource if you need me. I look at you like a little brother. So if you ever be like, yo, Wolf, connect. I told you when I seen you at the event, like you know, if you, mm-hmm. you need to help you connect with some people, that's easy. You know what I mean? Just keep doing your thing, keep building it up. And like I told you, you're a natural. You know what I mean? You know how to cultivate conversation. You know the questions to ask. And you know how to dissect questions and give your own input so that you're not getting left out of the space. Right. The host, you're able to still insert your perspective, which means that you know how to control your platform. And yeah, man, just keep growing, keep elevating it. Don't stop. Figure out what your goal is going to be and figure out what you want your platform to offer. Matter of fact, what is that? Do you know what you want your platform to end up be off? Uh, so I, I mean, I definitely, I definitely feel like I want to provide like, well, still provide a platform to where like I can bring a bunch of different creators, a bunch of different people who, who do what I do or is in spaces that I'm in and allow them a chance to grow and express who they are, what they do, what they about. Now I definitely want to get on a platform and a, and a network for sure. So that way I could bring this one to be live, like live and in person. Cause I think that would change the entire dynamic of what I do and how I do it. And yeah. I also want to just just be broadcast to more people. Like I want more people to hear these stories. Like I feel like I have a, a lot of amazing conversations with a lot of amazing people. So yeah. for more people to hear this and more people to take away like the gems that we drop and just the information that we bring and the entertainment that we bring in the conversation, I think that would just be a game changing situation for me. So no, those are definitely some of the like immediate goals that I got for myself. And it really ain't no telling what I'm like, what I got planned for myself later on. And the crazy thing is though, man, believe it or not, man, what you're doing is you is you plant seeds because what's happening is like, don't worry about who see it the day it come out. This right. shit is a content exists forever, bro. Exactly. Like, you, you might record a, a joint last year. You might think nobody going to hear it. And then next year you get a million views. So mm-hmm. it's like, don't worry about when they hear it. The fact that this content exists is immortal. You're immortalized yep. in the space. You know what I mean? And you won't always have this to go back to. So, just look at it like that. So right now you're just getting yourself out there as much as possible, even if you feel like the audience ain't where you want. But the fact of the matter is whenever they come, they can always go back and catch yep. up. So yep. it, ain't, it ain't off enough and not even that you feel like that, but I'm just affirming that, you know, it, and like it's crazy because the Wolf Network, we plan to house some shows. So we plan to produce some. That's something that I'm getting into the executive producing thing where I'm not the only talent on right. the show. I actually want to allow people to how they show on my network. I got a network of a growing network of 15,000 YouTube subscribers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Instagram platform that's constantly growing. And I want to be able to use my, my platform to share the space with other people, but it just got to be content that I believe in. Absolutely. So this con- conversation, I'm going to give you first dibs on understanding that you could always pitch to us. Let us know what you're trying to do. Let us know how we could be a resource. And we talk the, the 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 opportunity from there. And I can help you get to that next goal that you're trying to get to or having it live and produced in an actual studio. And, I appreciate and, that. Thank and, you. And really with your guests and being able to actually formulate and cultivate the conversations. Because like I said, man, you're a natural. And I see it as something that you can grow and build on. And if there's a way I can help you catapult there, that's what I'm here to do. That's just, that's my mission on this earth. <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. Thank you wholeheartedly. Sure. You know, because, uh, again, like to your point, um, 
you know, being able to create this content, like, of course, it's everlasting. And it's not just for me. It's not just my own archive. Like, I want to build this so that way people who come on the podcast, you and all the other wonderful guests I've had on the podcast throughout the like throughout the time we've been doing the Hollow Talk podcast, like, this is something y'all could look back on and be like, damn, like, I really was, you know, going through these different things at that particular time. And now I can see from, from point A to point B how I've grown and all of the wonderful things that you've accomplished from, you know, when you was here to, you know, 20, 30 years from now, you know, you yeah. was talking about all the things you wanted to do at 40 and 50, 60. Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah. get 40, 50, 60, you look yeah. back at me like, like, when yeah. I was 29, like, you know what I'm saying? I just had my first book out. Goal, like I just man. started the network, you know, amazing things, man. Yeah, that's the goal, man. Again, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, You know, like whatever I could do, like I said, you know, you got me as a resource. And um, just keep doing your thing. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all go check out Cheating Is Not Cheating. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at WolfWSC. Make sure y'all follow the Wolf Network at WolfNetwork.WSC. And on YouTube, just type in Wolf Network. Check out the couch. Check out the amazing things that I've been able to do. And uh, just keep watching my journey, following my journey, and being able to say, if you found out about me today, then watch me from this point on. If you've been watching me, then continue to watch me. I value y'all. I appreciate y'all. And yeah, man, make sure y'all stay locked in with me. And make sure if y'all my audience and y'all just finding out about the Hollow Talk podcast, make y'all make sure y'all stay tapped in with Nick and uh, just keep you know keep supporting, man. It, 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 the little things mean the most. Don't don't think that they do. Don't underestimate your contribution, even if it's just one view. Absolutely, for sure. Listen, man, I got I I, I got a few more questions for you, man. Just just a couple, if you're cool with that. All right, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you cool with that? Yeah, 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 I got you. All right, sure. so, all right, so look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more of the How Talk podcast with Jetpack Nick and Wolf. All right, let's get it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the How Talk podcast with Jetpack Nick and my guy, Wolf. How you feeling, man? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. No, we get we we get we getting busy, man. We getting busy on here. <laughs> here we go. All right, so uh, I I want to get into to a few more questions. So one of the questions I had because you had uh, just recently mentioned that you just started the couch, right? So yeah. I wanted to know, like, did you have like a list of people that you wanted to bring on the couch and talk to? And if so, what did you want to talk about with those people? Yeah, um, I got a list, but because of in this space, you know, nothing be concrete. So like. Um, I mean, our ultimate goal is to just get some of the most prominent people down to the couch, right? So, like, I won't if I I won't be too specific, but if I could sit with like some major people, you know what I mean? Like, if I can get Kevin Hart down to the couch, if I can get Lewis Howe down to the couch, if I can get like a Jay Shetty and like just me shooting for the for the moon. I'm beyond, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I would want to, but as far as in at the level and the tier, that's like you know just being able to get some some affiliates most prominent. Um, it's something that I'm already actively working on, so people will get to see that when they subscribe to the network. But as far as in like if I could like get different moguls down there, Pete Diddy or somebody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a JD, like that'd just be like that's like some iconic shit. And I feel like it's something that's very much possible. I just gotta platform up to be able to make it that notable for somebody to even respect it enough to be like, yeah, I, I respect that. Let me because I wanted to be a respectable transaction. Mm-hmm. I want to do out of respect. Like I respect what he got going on down there. I, I want to go sit down on the couch. So you know, that's me throwing some majors out there. But like I said, at the Philly level. Just being able to, uh, you know, work our market and get get some of the Philly prominent people, a Wallo, a Country Cooking, a, a Milano, a Meek Mill, or some of the athletes down there, like a James Harden or somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to get them type people down there, some of our superstars from the 76ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, you know what I mean? Being able to sit with some of the, 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 the up-and-coming artists. I sat with a lot of people, so, like, right. I sat with some big names already. So just being able to kind of further 
um, perpetuate that that in that direction, scale it up. Okay. All right. So with that being said, let's transition into this. So when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah, um, just a great thinker, somebody that was um, you know, good, 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 good in theory, being able to create great philosophy, uh, spark people to think for themselves and challenge their way of thinking and enhance their mindset, change mindsets, be able to change lives. I want to be able to impact people in a way that they feel like, yo, man, like something he said changed my mindset. Something he did change the way I view life. You know, something he put out was able to help me out of this situation. And, um, you know, that's the legacy that I've been building. That's the legacy I'm still building, teaching people how to become better leaders by just leading by example, right. teaching people to become better, um, and, and, and encouraging women to, you know, work in, in ways that increase them, make them better. And if there's ways that I could directly influence them and help them become better, make them better in those ways. And um, I know like as a man, just, you know, like I said, leading by example and hoping that, you know, creating good, uh, good examples that create better men to be able to, you know, lead their families and different things like that. So I just want to be known as that person that was, you know, unapologetically himself and uh, that sparked a generation to think and actually, you know, be who they want to be and do what they want to do and go after the things that they want while leading by good example, maintaining your morals, your principles, values and having good character. Well, I, if, if I can say so myself, I think that you are definitely on the road to doing that. And you've definitely yeah. done some amazing things thus far in your career with, you know, speaking to the people and being in this media space. Like, yeah. I definitely commend you for the success that you've had and the successes that you will continue to have. Appreciate that, bro. Sure. Absolutely, man. Thank you. So. I, I I wanted to talk about this because this was something recent that just happened. And I'm I'm gonna give you the space to to say what it is, but I, I think that this this story is an amazing thing that just happened for you. you know? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, recently I just went out with my pop for the first time. So many people who follow me and watch my content know that I always just speak to not having a step pop growing up and never really having a relationship with my dad. I can't say that it wasn't like. I mean, it was one of them things that was just a mystery because he was in jail most of the time. So it's not like he was just out running the world and we right. just had a relationship. He just was gone. He'd been home for like the last almost two years. And we spoke a few times, but we hadn't never did anything. You right. know what I mean? So uh something just in my spirit just told me to reach out to him. I reached out and I was like, yo, what's going on? You know what I mean? Cause I, I at a point I felt like he should have reached out to me. So I think like we all going through that entitled feeling like, nigga, you you supposed to reach out to me and make it up to right. me. I mean, you wasn't there, but I put that aside and I um I reached out and I end up um telling him you know I offered him um opportunity to go to the Eagles game I said I wanted to take him to the game and just catch up I said I want to you know let's let's talk man to man right and we went to the Eagles game it was an amazing experience and it was a conversation that I didn't even know I knew I needed so much it was um yeah man it was just so it was so I felt so lighter being able to just tell him how I felt exactly how I felt you know what I mean hearing his side. And, you know, understanding him better in the decisions he made and what he thought he was doing when he made those decisions. And we just plan to build a, a relationship moving forward. You know what I mean? We ain't harboring on the past. It's just like, you know, like you can't make up for the first 30 years, but we could definitely see what the next 30 years going to look like. And I want to enjoy my dad while he's here. Absolutely. Yeah, but allow him to meet his grandchildren and just be what he can be in my life. I don't have no expectations for him. He don't owe me anything. I don't owe him anything. But, you know, just let's just build, let's just cultivate this relationship father to son and uh yeah man he my dad got good character i can say that about him so okay. it's so good to get a little bit of understanding of why i'm the way i am to an extent i'm my own person but at the same time just being able to say oh shit like this nigga he think like me a little bit or maybe <laughs> I think him. right uh, he, first thing he said to me when he got in my car was man i love you and i'm proud of you and i never heard him say that so that definitely made me emotional 
Uh, yeah, it felt good to hear it. It, it. it felt better than anything I've ever heard from somebody else up to that point because I, you never think like, yeah, like, I, damn, my dad said he's proud of me. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He loved me, he said he was proud of me. Uh, man, he don't even understand those two sentences meant the, meant the world to me. So, you know what I mean? It's something that I'm building on. If you if you follow my platform, you're going to see us grow. You Hopefully, I'm around them more and I'm able to, uh, well, I'm going to be around them more, but I'm right. able to post them because he don't really do the social media thing. But, you know, I want people to see, give them insight on us in this relationship so they can know that if they got their dad and they don't have a good relationship to fix that shit, work on it, and, um, yeah, figure out what that's going to look like for the next chapter of your life. Okay, so let me ask you this. So, so ha- being that you had that experience, like just so far, right, and you continue to have more experiences as time goes on, how do you feel as though that cultivating that relationship with your dad is going to help you become better as a man and as a father? Uh, just because um, the fact that I'm doing it alone is I can then encourage people to do it. I can't tell somebody to go fix this relationship with their parents and I'm not even doing it myself. Right. I feel like just being able to gauge some of his experiences, you know what I mean? He a wild dude in certain ways. And I feel like just having that 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 extra uh, sense of wisdom around me to be able to keep me grounded, level-headed, and somebody that love me, you know what I mean? I know that uh, I can feel it's very important. when it's authentic. And it's crazy because even at this grown-ass age, man, it's still, I felt a sense of protection. You know what I mean? So it's like, you feel like, damn, that's my dad. You know, I've never been able to say, I can go get my dad on you. You know, <laughs> I know what type of person I was. I had to defend myself. Mm. And, you know, um, not that I'm proud of the way my dad is or the way he came up, but, you know, he got a lot of respect for who he is as a man. And it felt good to be able to use his relationships to build, you know, other relationships and, you know, just just build in that space, man. So it'll make me better as a father because it already made me a good father because I'm already the dad I didn't have. Right. right? So like he, he felt like he could learn from me as a dad in certain areas. But just being able to be a son and learn how to be a son to a father. That's, gotcha. that's what me. Like I rejected my stepdad till I grew up. So. Being able to be like, damn, this, damn, dad, what's up? Damn, dad, let's go here. Damn, dad, let me get your opinion on this. Damn, dad, this, this is your, you have granddaughters. You're their only granddad that's alive and well. Right. So, you know, so it's just, you know, just, it's a new chapter. And I'm, I'm excited about this, John, man. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about it like, damn, you know, what, 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 what can we make of this? And I just want to see what that look like. Okay. Uh, listen, man, I, I truly thank you for for even being open to even having that conversation on the How Talk podcast with me, bro. Like, I really, really appreciate that. And and the reason I asked that is because I thought that that was like something that a lot of the listeners could definitely, you know, take heed to and and understand that. All right, maybe it's not just me going through that situation or whatever. Or you know, they they man, I know a lot of me. They got anger and animosity built up toward their dad and don't even know why. Right. A lot of, a lot of people only know their dad through the eyes of their mom. And who said that their mom had good intentions when they told them that, what, how they felt about their dad? Right. A lot, of, a lot of our mom got hurt by our dads. And through that hurt, they, they they inflicted the pain into us and made us feel how they felt towards our dad. And it's like, you got to get them their own, give your dad the opportunity to write his own history. Let him, let him do some nut shit for you to feel like he a nut. Don't feel like he a nut because he wasn't there without figuring out why. And allow them the opportunity to build with you now. You know what I mean? You can't make up. You can't. You can't. You can't go back on lost time, but you could definitely move forward with it. So, you know, figure that shit out. Absolutely. All right. So listen. So with that being said, bro, we we gonna we gonna get ready to conclude this episode of How to Talk Podcast. But before you go, this is customary to How to Talk Podcast. If you could provide the people with three gems and take away from this conversation to apply to the everyday life. We'll be definitely happy to hear it. <laughs> uh, shit, off the top, I would just say have grace with yourself. 
And what I mean is, you know, everybody got places that they want to arrive at. You know what I mean? I talked about life ain't really a place that you arrive at. It's just a continuous journey. So have grace with your growth and your development. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fuck up. You're going to lose people. You're going to gain people. You're going to have regrets. But don't don't harbor none of that. You know what I mean? Continuously understand that each thing that you go through is just going to bring you closer to the person that God called you to be, right? Another mm -hmm. thing I'll say is have patience. No, because that's still going to cause our grace. Because I'm a grace and patience. I'm a, I'm mm -hmm. a together. Okay. So I'm they uh be intentional, be intentional about who you are, who you want to be, what you want to be, who you want to be around, you know, who you want to build with, who you want to get away from, what you want to accomplish. Because when you set your intentions, then you can set your goals, your focus, and you can use that motivation to empower yourself and propel you forward. A lot of people get up with no direction. They don't even have no intention. They don't even know what they want to do. They don't even know what they want to be. So be intentional. And the way that you could be intentional is literally asking yourself questions. What do I want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I want to eat? You know, who do I want to be around? <laughs> then after you set those intentions, go after them unapologetically. Mm -hmm. The last thing I'm going to say is just be yourself. A lot of people just fell at life because they're not being themselves. Accept who you are, be who you are, walk in your purpose, and God going to call you. When he call you, answer. And I mean call you. I'm not talking about calling you home. I'm talking right. about to your purpose. And only way he can call you is if you in alignment with the phone line that's connected to where he's calling from. A lot mm -hmm. of y'all out of alignment. Y'all not where y'all supposed to be because y'all not in the alignment with what y'all supposed to be with. And in order to be able to do that, just by being yourself and the way you be yourself, to know yourself, learn yourself, ask yourself questions, just all goes and coincides with being intentional. And when you know who you are, be who you are, accept who you are, and then that's how you can make an impact, right? Because the people that relate to you going to relate to your truest self. We can always see when somebody is not being themselves. And right. you'll be like, man, that person, they come off phony. But you can see the passion. You can see the, the authenticity in somebody when they walk in and they purpose by being themselves. And God will call you and, and tell you where to be. And as long as you got to do, all you got to do is be in the area where the phone going to ring and pick it up. And he's going to take you to your calling. And like I said, the best way to do that is to just learn yourself. You know what I mean? Try different things and figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And just 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 be that and be a reflection of that. Lead by example in the best way that you possibly can. And always have your, your eyes set on the prize moving forward, but always embrace the moment of where you at now and then appreciate that moment, man. That's that's what I'm gonna leave y'all with. The wolf has spoken. A hundred percent. As y'all heard, the wolf has spoken, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Listen, man, I I truly, truly appreciate you for coming on the How Talk podcast and talking to me and sharing this space with me, bro. Like, I really, really can't thank you enough for that the experience, man. I, it was a good experience. You know what I mean? And I feel like you were like I told you a few minutes ago, you got something good that you're working on and just keep going. That's all I would say to you. Don't track your progress based on the results. Just go look up and be 50 episodes in. You look up and be 100 yeah, episodes. Shit, I'm more than 50 <laughs> right now. Get to, get, to 200. get to 200 because it only take one. Right. That's only a fact. One. It only take one. That's so, a fact. I appreciate you for having me. Thanks for Absolutely, the Absolutely, bro. Yeah, man, I'm here. Just hit me if you need me, dog. Listen, but before you go, anybody you want to shout out? Any Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, just uh, subscribe to the Wolf Network, you know. So follow me. On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them know where they can follow you and everything. Out of me. I did mention it before the last I, I mean, it's cool. Let me mention it again. <laughs> yeah, so at Wolf WSC, at WolfNetwork.WSC. Shout out to my team. I wouldn't be half the person I am without them. I'm very grateful and fortunate. If you don't have a team, build you a team. If you need to learn how to build a team, I'll be doing um, events where we do courses and we do seminars on team building and networking and talking to 10. And yeah, just stay on the lookout for what we got coming. Shout out to uh, Jetpack Nick and the Hollow Talk podcast and, you know, the wolf checking out. All right, cool. Well, uh, listen, I want to thank you again, my boy. I appreciate you. I'm glad we was able to catch up, man. It's been too damn long, man. I'm, I'm happy we connected again. 
And uh, for sure, same to you, man. But I want to thank the How Talk podcast listeners and supporters for supporting us through and through each and every week, each and every season, each and every episode. And also want to thank them for supporting our guests as well. So make sure y'all go follow my guy, follow what he's doing, and definitely stay tapped in. And we'll be back. Yeah, with more family, I said, what's up? Oh, yeah. I, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. What, what's your mom? I know Mr. Rob. I don't want to fuck her name up. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Velvet. <laughs> All right. Say it one more time. Miss <laughs> Velvet. Miss Velvet. Tell her uh-huh. I said, what's up? And tell Rob and Brandon I send my love to them. For man. sure, bro. You you know you know you know it's all love on this side, okay. man. Always and forever, bro. I'm saying absolutely, my love. man. So I, again, I want to thank you, man, and give you your flowers on record, man. Like truly, truly, I truly thank you for this, man. And I definitely can't wait to see what we do next. All right, man. I highlight you. Keep doing your thing. All right, peace. Hey everybody, this is Jetpack Nick and you just listened to another episode of the Hollow Talk Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas, or you yourself would like to be a guest on the Hollow Talk Podcast, you can reach us at our email, thehollowtalkpodcast at gmail.com and across all social media platforms at the Hollow Talk Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and remember to make your mark in a world designed to inspire the dreamers.